right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome in to the first recap edition of our trip at the 2023 World of Concrete Convention. I'm joined by Joey Bell. Joey, what's up, man? Good, man. Uh, a little tired. Walking, I think we said we walked, what, five and a half miles today. Yeah. And it actually was probably slower of the few days that we're going to be here if I had anticipated. So it was a good warm-up day, I guess. Yeah, definitely. It was uh, the least hectic of our days. Uh, today is Tuesday. Uh, tomorrow, Wednesday, we have a lot of content to shoot. Tomorrow, we have a lot of places to be and a lot of people to see. Today, we did a little bit more recon uh, than we will have the rest of the week. Um, but we were able to start the day off with a few uh, press conferences. Then we got into some uh, some interviews with a few people. And then we're here with the recap video, and we'll, uh, we'll go over all of that. But uh, throughout this week, for the War of Concrete Convention, we'll be here for three days. We'll give you a recap. Uh, for all three days, uh, and you know, just so if you can't make it out here, we'll give you a synopsis of what you're missing, and you can make plans to come out here next year for the 2024 edition. So, but jumping into it today, we started our day by going to a presentation by Eric Farabee from the American Concrete Paving Association, uh, and then we were actually able to get him on for a one-on-one interview that we have posted uh, wherever you get your podcast. So make sure you go and listen to that. But he talked about the concrete sustainability. Yeah, it would seem to be, uh, we anticipated it being a hot topic uh, this year, uh, and we, we almost started to start a counter on the, how many times the sustainability, uh, carbon footprints. and uh, <laughs> Carbon neutrality. Call yeah. Carbon neutrality. We're, we're in Vegas, so we should have been like, all right, every time you hear it, take a drink. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> oh, we'd be be tore up. <laughs> this would be a totally different podcast if, that were, if we were oh, playing yeah. that game. This would, this would float into the uh, Add 10 After Dark uh, category, <laughs> but... But yeah, anyway, he uh, he had a really interesting uh, presentation about the concrete pavements and, like we said, carbon uh, neutrality and sustainability. Uh, he also went into you know the the heat island effect, I think is what that's called, mm-hmm. uh, and various cities and how concrete's helping with that. And he also had some comparisons with asphalt. One of the interesting things he had was in states where there is a healthy competition between asphalt and concrete the prices are much lower which we anticipated but i don't know that he really got into how that really affects carbon neutrality he kind of threw that in there but i don't remember if he discussed what that had to do with carbon uh at all what he was trying to say was that there are there are in many different ways concrete is more sustainable uh, and produces less of a carbon footprint than asphalt and he was trying to depict the, the picture of or, or the perception of how you're supposed to look at that argument, being that concrete has such a longer lifespan. Um, there's plenty of things that the industry can do to expand that lifespan. Uh, and he talked about um, performance engineered mixtures, optimizing designs with uh, secondary cementitious materials and just making a better environmental product that lasts years and years and years longer than asphalt. So in, in areas where that competition was healthy, the overall cost of uh, pavement will go down over time as, as people choose concrete over asphalt, which is always our goal for, <laughs> yeah. for sure. But, I mean, he, he stressed a couple points that were very unique uh, in that he talked about pavement vehicle interactions, mm-hmm. about how the overall drag on concrete is less than that of asphalt. And if you're talking about uh, vehicle emissions and, and miles per gallon and so on and so forth, uh, you know, it, it's actually better with concrete roads than asphalt roads. Also, concrete roads can be uh, diamond ground, 
to add to that longevity, whereas your asphalt roads would need to be either repaved or patched or mm. a combination of both, depending on what state you're in. Um, but, uh, you know, there's there's a lot of different aspects that he talked about in that white paper that they published that a lot of people don't even, and myself included, don't even really think about or realize. Mm -hmm. uh, moving on after that, we, we had another great presentation given to us, mm -hmm. uh, uh, this time by an economist by the name of Ed Sullivan, and he gave a talk about the U.S. cement outlook. Um, what'd you take away from that? It was actually a super interesting presentation, and going into it, I admittedly didn't expect my attention to be held that long, because uh, economics and uh, and and uh, numbers and stuff like that, uh, they just don't hold my attention like you know, hammers and chainsaws and, <laughs> <laughs> and such and simple things and Terex machines, yeah, and, <laughs> and large pieces of equipment. But honestly, uh, Ed did a fantastic job of explaining you know, forecasts. Um, and uh, kind of what the uh, what the construction industry and concrete industry has in store for the next handful of years, and he did it in a way that just captivated me and just made me pay attention. He just did an excellent job in portraying all that. Yeah, I'd have to second that. Um, I agree with that 100. And, and really, what he said was, if you think you know, you don't know because it hasn't <laughs> happened yet. Mm -hmm. It's basically what he said. He's yeah. you know, anytime the federal Anytime the Federal Reserve changes an interest rate, it takes anywhere, depending on who you ask, uh, between 12 and 18 months to really see the true effect of that. So mm -hmm. the interest rate changes th that happened in the end of Q1 of 2022, we are barely or not even seeing the effects of just those, mm -hmm. not to mention the eight or so increases that we saw after that. So mm -hmm. um, he did go on to say that the GDP and employment in general, our economy in general, if you will, has been much more resilient than some of the uh, experts had, had predicted. Um, and it might actually cause the Federal Reserve to be a little too aggressive with their mm -hmm. rate hikes. Um, so, you know, we'll have to certainly keep an eye on that. He talked, a, you know, he talked a lot about the residential side of things, but when we get into the public side of things, he, he went through some numbers and, and talked about how, you know, even if you do get a $20 billion grant, you don't see all 20 billion of that until the, the fourth year. Right. Plus. Yeah. Um, and he, he went on and touched a little bit about the new economic spending plan that the current administration forced through. And, uh, you know, he said, that, that might not be all it's cracked up to be. <laughs> it's never as good as it seems. It's never as bad as it seems, especially in, in, in economics. But, you know, I talked about home prices will drop. Hopefully mortgage rates will increase, so the overall cost will increase. Uh, even as you see the housing market kind of level out, mm -hmm. it doesn't mean prices are going to drop. <laughs> it means right. prices are going to go up, even though right. that house you're buying is cheaper than it is now or, or in 2022. Mm -hmm. uh, so, so be aware of that. And then, of course, public inf infrastructure, um, that's going to need more time than any to recover mm -hmm. just because of the bureaucracy of, of state and local governments. Mm -hmm. um, uh, what, do you, what do you think about it? Am I, am I missing anything there? It was a, there was a lot of information. Yeah, he threw a lot of stuff at us. And uh, the one thing I just really noticed was like we talk about the residential. You know, we a lot of the people that we interact with in the industry, like ready-mix producers and even some contractors, a lot of their business comes from residential. And so when when we would when we were seeing those charts of how uh, you know residential construction would take a pretty good hit, you know either this year and into 2024, it kind of makes you wonder what's really going to happen on uh, with the concrete industry. 
with uh, residential driving so much business with a drop like that? What's going to happen? I wonder. Yeah. You know, and then we we attended the the CIM synopsis essentially. Mm -hmm. uh, Brian Gallagher uh, talked with a few people there and pretty much gave the uh, overview on the CIM program. So mm -hmm. we uh, we attended that because we have so many uh, CIM people on the program and we keep a close watch on on that for obvious reasons. But uh, what'd you take away from that, Joey? They had a lot of praise for uh, MTSU. Uh, there was a lot of discussion about the new building, of course. Um, uh, they kind of listed off the amount of alumni that we had and the amount of people they were graduating. They had a big emphasis on uh, recruiting, you know, and recruitment, uh, and a push for that. Some some of the programs that they had in store for recruiting, and also keeping track of alumni uh, for for recruiting. You know, they're they're highlighting alumni or um, tracking down alumni, gathering information about them, um, what all they're doing. Uh, their career paths and just using that as you know fuel for recruitment like hey you don't just have to go to a, a ready mix concrete plant you know with with a right. CIM degree you don't have to just go to a contractor you can go to material suppliers you can go uh, go work in uh, technology I mean we've got a whole north hall full of tech uh, that we may talk about a little more here in a few minutes but there's so many opportunities with a CIM degree and they're just wanting to highlight all the different uh, all the different alumni that are that we have in the industry yeah yeah good on them yeah and make making the connection there that a job in the concrete industry doesn't always mean you're working at a batch plant mm -hmm. for sure and that's something they're doing a good job of portraying um they they raised 1.2 million uh through their auction last year mm -hmm. they're looking for more than that this year um and their silent auction and their live auction here is a it's a big deal it's a big part of the war mm -hmm. of concrete um and they have a ton of stuff to wrap up like Big stuff. They're not. They're not raffling mm -hmm. off calculators. They're raffling <laughs> off trucks. Yeah, it's. I. I didn't. I, like. I never knew that we had so many large items. Like yeah. I always knew we had the mixer truck, and uh, I don't want to discredit that because that's still a huge item. Right. But they have concrete mixer trucks. They have pump trucks. They have. Uh, I forget what all else they said. Like huge. Like hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of equipment mm -hmm. just in those handful of items. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I think the, they, uh, they said the overall MSRP of everything they have is a little over two point one million. Yeah, two point one million. So, I think uh, they're probably looking at a goal of two million uh, coming out of this auction now. And they set a record last year, and they may blow that out of the water this year. Yeah, yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Well, uh, you know, final takeaways as well is um, let's see here attendance. You want to talk about attendance? The place is covered up with people. Yeah, and just the uh, the attendance of the people in the and the, the poor people in the registration line that we saw. <laughs> like, we got lucky. Uh, if you were lazy enough to get here an hour too late, you <laughs> you paid for it with another hour. Yeah, you spent a couple hours in that line. Yep. There's no doubt about it. And we got lucky because our badges were up here in the press room. But, uh, man, there were literally hundreds, if not maybe probably a 1,000 people yeah. just in line to get their badge. Yeah, no dramatization whatsoever. That line stretched at least 100 yards. Yeah, it's... Uh, I wonder if they do something different about that next year, like, because I know they have the uh, the registration uh, booth here on the north end. They have another one down in the south. Like, do they have more? Is there more? You know, like, print your own. I don't know what all they're gonna do, but yeah. I think they're gonna have to find a way to uh, get badges to people more efficiently because this just wasn't working today. Yeah, because yeah. you were spending half a day in line. Yep, and then you know, fast forward to the afternoon when people finally did get their badges. The I mean, this place was full. 
Yeah. It was full, and mm-hmm. it was a stark comparison to what they had the last couple of years for obvious reasons. Mm-hmm. But it it definitely felt like pre-COVID World Concrete, that's for yeah. sure. Yeah, if not more. I think they're – like especially when we were in the North Hall, we spent a little bit of time in the Central Hall uh, this afternoon. It seemed like there was more people. Mm-hmm. It's either more people or they're more condensed. Because we talked about two – how uh, when we were out here in 21, mm-hmm. was it the June 21 show? That yeah, the summer show. They had the West Hall open, and they had a handful of stuff in there. It wasn't really crowded as far as exhibitors. So you're saying the booths were spread out a little bit more? I think they were. Yeah. Uh, because they don't have anything in that West Hall this year. It's true. That brand new uh, hall, they don't have anything in it. Yeah. Um, but they do have the outside exhibits. Uh, South Hall is full. We'll probably bounce around it before we get out of here, I know. Um Central Hall is full. North Hall is, I mean, they're stacked in there like flies. Yeah. Well, let's talk about North Hall. It's full of tech, man. I mean, if, if you if you were to take a picture of the North Hall five years ago compared to today, you would have you would have seen two tech companies, and now that's you have everything but two companies are tech companies. Yeah, there are hundreds of different tech companies that do. You know, they they all do their own individual thing, but like you and I talked about earlier, like what's what are some things like how do you set yourself apart? in an yeah. in, uh, atmosphere like that. It's tough. Dare I say it's oversaturated, but it, it is saturated. Yeah, and, and we also talked about, too, like maybe comparing it to uh, like some of these big equipment companies. You know, mm-hmm. like you see Cat and uh, you see Lee Bear and you see a couple of these big equipment companies. I wonder if, you know, 40 years ago or so that there were, you know, dozens of those companies yeah. and they consolidated and uh, you have the companies that you have today. I wonder if that's going to happen with tech. And it may have already even started because we talked to one guy who had already uh, talked about how that company had bought another tech company with some other technology. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so that may be starting and that uh, all that technology may be consolidated in the next decade or so. Yeah. No, that's it's interesting. And it's not necessarily buying assets with the with the tech companies. It's you're not necessarily buying a- assets when you acquire another company. You you could be buying them to acquire their software something that isn't even tangible. I mean, you did, they have an idea or a patent on an algorithm or something mm-hmm. like that that could benefit, you know, something that you're trying to build and all of that is consolidated into one product that the industry sees, but they're not going to see the four or five or, or more different mm-hmm. companies and ideas and products that were condensed to make that, that one part. So um, we're going to continue to do our best to highlight those tech companies, the ones that are truly innovative and, and making, you know, really new groundbreaking uh, products. We talked with Geotech today, friend mm-hmm. of the friend of the pod, um, Sarah McGuire. She went through a new a new um, actual physical sensor that uh, they're bringing to the market, and we'll have that as a video element to the podcast on our LinkedIn and YouTube pages. Um, and then tomorrow on Wednesday, we have a conversation with a couple more tech companies that are uh, slightly different. Well, actually, they're they're fairly different, but they differ from other uh, companies in their specific tech field within the interest within the industry so we can start asking them the tough questions man like what sets you apart you know? oh yeah you got to i mean and uh they need to answer those questions and i'm sure they're proud to answer them because that's probably a question they have to answer all the time with customers yeah because if uh, they're going if you're if they're approaching one company they had to have had to have approached a few other ones right and doing their doing their homework like uh, any good purchaser should yeah, we'll, we'll keep we'll keep it locked on the, the tech industry, but we also have some really cool uh, interviews that I'm excited for as well. We have Bosch Tools, so mm-hmm. we get to see, and then we have Steel mm-hmm. Tools, 
uh, I didn't see a chainsaw, but maybe they'll let me cut something up with something, <laughs> maybe a diamond blade or something. Um, we have a, a safety company, a footwear company, yep. uh, and, a, and a couple other different, very unique things. We're not just going to keep it too tech. We'll try to hit the whole industry while we're here. Yeah, yeah, there's plenty of stuff to choose from, no doubt about it, and plenty of different uh, companies to choose from. All right. All right, y'all. Well, that's it for the day one wrap-up. We'll be back again uh, tomorrow with the day two wrap-up, and we'll keep you guys apprised to everything that we're doing here at the World of Concrete in 2023. So y'all stay tuned, and we'll see you tomorrow.